Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Happy hump day, everybody. It's Wednesday, the 8th, 9th, 8th, 9th, 9th of November. What is it today? The, the 9th. 9th the of November. The 9th of November. You did such a great <laughs> job yesterday on Ryan Seacrest. Oh, thank you. It, it was fun. It was awesome. We're going to play that in a few minutes in case you missed it. It is an American radio show that airs live in Los Angeles and maybe a few other markets as well. I'm not sure. But either way, uh, Kat, yesterday on air with Ryan Seacrest is coming up in a few minutes. How are you? Uh, good. A, a little like, um, ah, is that a thing? Like sca- <laughs> I'm scattered? Little, ah! I'm here and there and everywhere. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm, I don't know if you plan to do a solo podcast tomorrow, but unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to be here. Mm. We might not do one tomorrow. Just so you know, everybody, I mean, Kat's so busy with press and promo and and that's great. So it's going to be just me. And it's not even like I can call on Dave because he's getting blown down in the Bahamas right now. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. Well, what kind of, you know, I love Dave. He's my best friend. What asshole books a vacation to the Bahamas when there's an actual hurricane coming. Hurricane this was a last minute booking and you wonder why it was so because cheap. Because it's cheap and that's why people do it. <laughs> well, I, to blow over I, on the first day and then I go four days in the sun. I did that once. I did that once. I was in my, uh, I want to say early 20s. I went on a girl's trip and it was hurricane season and we did it because ex- for ex- that exact reason. Holy shit, it's cheap. Let's do it, guys. And sure enough, I think out of the seven days, we were we we got lucky. We were able to like see the sunshine for four of them. But the other three days, we had to find like activities to do indoors because otherwise, it was just a mess outside. Yeah, a mess. Resorts are not as much fun when you have to stay in your room when mm-hmm. there's an actual lockdown because the winds are 120 miles an hour outside. Apparently, last night the cops in the Bahamas had to chase somebody off the beach, and Dave was just pissing himself no. laughing watching this happen. Oh no. So anyway, I don't know that there will be a pod tomorrow, but we'll get back to you, everybody. It really depends what happens between now and then. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple of things right off the bat. We've been on this education strike for a while now. Contract negotiations between the province and CUPE are going to continue again today. Yesterday, the province, and this is why I'm worried about the future. The province put forward what they called a sweetened offer that had more money on the table for those lowest paid workers that we've heard so much about. What was it? 39 is not enough? 39,000, the lowest paid workers. They need a raise. The union flat out rejected the offer, saying they now will not accept a two-tiered wage increase. Everybody needs to get the same increase. If I may, the province had a gross overreach. They were way out of line to preemptively use the notwithstanding clause on this. They went too far. It was unreasonable. But if we're going to talk about reasonable, the union's got to be reasonable here too. And frankly, I don't understand why they would be opposed to a two-tier wage increase. Let's be honest. There's people that work for that union that are making tens of thousands way more 
than the 39,000 they keep putting out there. That's an average. And a lot of those people are part-time, which brings the average down even more. So you've got some people that are making far, far, far more than 39,000 a year. The union says they need to get the exact same raise that the people who are making 39,000 a year are going to get. And I just don't know that that's reasonable. I thought the whole point of this was to create a more closer to livable wage for all of these employees. If you've already got some at the higher rate, why would we not give them more? If you're making 39K and we can give you, a, I don't know, maybe an 8% pay increase this year, I assume you'd take it. But that's not necessarily what the province is offering for everybody. And if you're going to let this deal die just on that, I don't see that as reasonable, Cat. Mm. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious which way this is going to go. And I mean, I think I'm in the category of a lot of other people where I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure. I just, again, I, 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 we know that something needs to be done. I yeah. hope everybody, I mean, I hope, I shouldn't say I hope everybody's happy because I know the government, no matter what, when they have to fork up money, are not like thrilled about it. But it needs to be done. So get it done. I mean, I think what the province is doing is they are putting a decent amount out there. It's far closer to what the union had initially said they wanted. Again, that was 11.7% every year for the next four years, taking it up to 48% by the end of year four. Uh, the province had offered 25 or 2%, depending on which salary range you're in. And apparently that's not good. Everybody has to get the same amount. So what I'm worried about here is that the lower paid workers, which apparently is what we're supposed to be focused on, is just those 39K people. They're not going to get as much of an increase as they could if the union weren't so stubborn on this particular issue. I, I don't know where it's going, but we seem further apart than we did yesterday. A transcript of a private phone call between Justin Trudeau and Doug Ford last February got released yesterday at the public inquiry into the prime minister's use of the Emergencies Act. Doug had a great line. He said, I'll be up the police's ass with a wire brush. <clears throat> he was not happy with the job that the Ottawa police did, and I don't think many people are, but he was quite happy with the job that the OPP were doing, and he was able to, to clear the blockade on the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor Cat. You'll probably recall that. Before the Emergencies Act was even invoked, Doug Ford had cleared the bridge in Windsor. Well, one of the interesting things that came out of the readout of this phone call between Doug and Justin last February was the premier said he had the solicitor general looking at legal ways to give police more tools to deal with the protest. Trudeau said that's not needed. The blockade is already illegal. You've got everything you need. That was uh, just days before the bridge was cleared and just days before Trudeau gave himself many more tools that apparently he did need, but Doug didn't. So it's getting interesting. And really all this does again is remind everybody of the fact that no, he doesn't have to because he can play his parliamentary privilege card. But Doug Ford and Sylvia Jones were clearly having conversations at the top levels of this to get rid of the protest. Why will they not go and testify at the Emergencies Act inquiry? Why will they not testify? It seems like they're hiding something. This whole, it's a federal issue. It was invoked by the federal government. Justin Trudeau is the head of the federal government. I don't need to be there. Is not holding water. Doug, people want you to testify. We want to know what happened. This was an important thing. You've got to take the stand and answer the questions. They even made it easy for you. They said they'd do it on an off day. They wouldn't keep you more than one day. They'll get it all in. 
I really hope he goes and testifies. I don't think he will, but I really wish he would. Uh, the American election was on last night, Kat. Mm-hmm. How did s- that go? Any surprises, though? Any, like, true, uh, true shocking, like, okay, we did not see that coming? Several. Several. Uh, Dr. Oz lost in Pennsylvania. It was very, very close, but he did lose. Okay. I, I know there's a lot of controversy there, right? Because there's a lot of people who dislike him. Is that right? And where did the Oprah well, thing it, come into play? Because okay. Oprah didn't go out of her way to say, yeah, Dr. Oz, correct? No, Oprah came out and endorsed her opponent. The other, See, yeah. Oprah loved Dr. Oz. She used Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. and That's soon- how he became fa- like the, the one we know now that had his own show right. was because of Oprah. That's right. And as soon as she found out he is a Republican, <laughs> cold water on that. Mm-hmm. Nope, we're not going to be together anymore. I can't be friends with a Republican is basically what Oprah said. And then out of spite, even though she spent many years talking about how amazing Dr. Oz was when it came to politics, no, 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 I don't endorse him. I endorse the opponent, the Democrat. Is that like a reflection of like life, though, sometimes? When you're like, hey, I really like that person, and you find out something about them, you're like, I want nothing to do with them. Or yeah. is that very celebrity? It's, is that just very celebrity? It's very celebrity politics, because yeah. they do do stuff like that. And I'm sure Oprah and Dr. Oz are still on perfectly fine speaking terms, but Oprah does not want the Republicans to have control of the House because she's a stalwart supporter of the Democrats. So, I mean, I thought she should have just stayed out of it, and nobody would have cared what Oprah thought. Whether or not her endorsing the opponent actually made a difference, I don't think celebrity endorsements make that big a difference you, anyway. You know what I think the, the, the thing is with Oprah is that she's pressured to she's pressured to give her opinion by a lot of people and I guarantee you at one point publicists or something were like yeah, you need to do this like this is a must and she probably felt that pressure I think a lot of celebrities in that kind of in that kind of light do feel pressured and some rise above it and don't say a word there are some there are some celebrities who say nothing about where they sit politically or how they feel and they don't care about the pressure and good for them but I guarantee you that pressure is pretty harsh I think last night was uh, going to get questioned in a lot of cases because there was a lot of anecdotal stories about voting irregularities. They'll sort all that out like they always do. They're still trying to sort out the last presidential election. So I'm not optimistic that'll get dealt with in short order. The irregularities, quote unquote, from yesterday. One thing I would say, though, is it doesn't add up because when you look at CNN's exit poll, CNN's exit poll, They found the vast majority of Americans are unhappy with their current government, yet they returned almost exactly the same government, almost exactly the same one. And I'm really confused about that. As of right now, as we record, we still don't know if the Republicans or the Democrats are going to control Congress. We still don't know. It's that close. And there's still some states that are still counting. Okay, well, at least they're like us in that way, because a lot of the time we take a long time, too. I mean, we do. and Sometimes. It seems like they take a real long time, though. There there were some, yeah. For the the world's leading front of democracy, this has taken a while. More people, though, involved in terms of voters. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, reelected with a massive majority. There are a lot of examples across the board of incumbents being returned. Uh, There's a lot of, uh, I shouldn't even call them surprises. It's still so much uncertainty. I mean, I don't even want to say one way or the other who won because it's really hard to do that right now. But either way, some were forecasting the Republicans would railroad the Democrats because Joe Biden has been such a bad president. Well, that's not really happening. In fact, even though Americans said they were extremely unhappy with things right now, they seem to return a lot of the same people. So Mm -hmm. they kind of wonder why they, they don't get anything done down there and they keep ending up in that spot.
there was a soundbite that came out earlier this week, and I do want to play that in just a second, and we will. It's from our finance minister. But before we do, this is a really good opportunity for us to hear yesterday. We're going to go into your Ryan Seacrest interview. Is it weird to hear yourself in an interview? Because it's a radio person being interviewed by another radio person currently being played in a podcast in another country. Well, what was strange for me, but also I loved was that in order to uh, to do interviews, and every, anytime I say do interviews, I'm used to it being the other way. I'm you, talking about interviewing someone because mm-hmm. that's what I've done many a times with many of uh, artists uh, throughout my years of doing this. So when I say do interviews now, it's the other way around. They're interviewing me. What are the things I've learned, Scott? This is so much better. It's so much better to be interviewed than to interview someone. On the other end I'm of it. enjoying it a lot because it's a little more chill. It's a little more relaxed. You come to me with your questions you prepare them, I'll answer them. I'll knock down those answers, and we'll have some fun, hopefully, along the way. And Ryan is obviously a, a total pro. Duh, it's Ryan Seacrest. He was one of the first ones uh, that reached out, and so finally we were able to set a date for that, and then that did air yesterday. So you start to think to yourself, what are the greatest gigs in the world? I used to think the one voiceover job I wanted was the inter-terminal subway voice from baggage to Delta Terminal in the Atlanta airport. Like you get on the the sub, they'd have a little subway that connects you from baggage claim to all the terminals. Okay. And there was a voice. Be careful. The doors are ready to close. It's like, that's a good gig. That'd yeah, be fun. That could be fun. I could be that person. Mm-hmm. Or one of the operators, you know? Which like, operators? Well, like the one on my voicemail. This person has not set up their voicemail. Oh, <laughs> so annoying. But that's a good gig. Is that legit like a person or is that a robot? No, it is. A, they're all people. Are they really? Yes. Have you not met the Cat Callahan's of the well, world? Well, that, see, this blew my mind. I did not know Cat Callahan Take was a actually a person. I see her now the, in the flesh. We have her I, it's video. It's blowing my mind. Hi. Uh, nice hi. to meet you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to meet you all as well. Thanks for having me. This is actually like my first official interview on this whole thing. So we got a scoop. You did. Let me just make sure this is you. Hold on one second. My first day at the Culinary Institute of. Could you say that? My could you say that? My first day. My first day. Yeah, I didn't catch the end part of it, but culinary. But that's all right. Uh, (laughs) Kat, we're so fascinated. You know how I can't. This is one of the great jobs. Like one of the great jobs. It really is. So it's it, oh. yeah, we're people. There are people behind it. Yes, <laughs> I'm so interested. So anything that we put up there and we change to voice, it's your voice that does it. No matter if it's me as a male or Sissini as a female, it doesn't matter. It's your voice always, right? It's uniform your voice. Yeah, correct. I think there's some options on there, there but um, there are options. Um, but I, I'm one of the text to speech options on there. Yeah. Okay, and then Kat, did, how do you do it? Did you have to say every word in the English language? <laughs> um, short answer is no, but um, but there's a lot of words, and if you can look up uh, text to speech technology, it's pretty cool. It's advancing really rapidly. I think we're going to get to a point where, in my mind anyway, I think we're going to get to a point where it's it's inside your app that you can be your own voice. Uh, but the cool thing about it is, it is an option if there are some people who don't like their voice, and I don't know, you guys are on the radio, I would never you're surrounded hear by people. My voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're no, surrounded by people who. Much. <laughs> it's too much. Um, I feel the same way every time I scroll on TikTok. So I hear you, but but so uh, but I'm I'm just wondering. So I'm just picturing Santa's elves and Santa answers all of the letters. You know, mm-hmm. like Santa reads all of those letters. You're not sitting there in a room like tr- transcribing or voice scribing all of these things immediately or in real time. Do you do any of this? 
No, I, I don't say all of those naughty words you're putting in the caption either. <laughs> a lot of them, maybe some of oh, them. Oh, you but don't. Not you skip over them. them. Yes. Cat Callahan. You can or cannot tell us how you got to be the voice of TikTok. <laughs> uh, that part I'm going to leave a bit of a mystery. Um, but so you if, know what I think of it? What if I ask Siri? Will she tell me? <laughs> you could try. You could try. Sometimes she has answers. Do you feel competitive with Siri? N not at all. No, not at all. I love Siri. <laughs> We get along most of the time, except for when I'm trying to do. So it's the opposite with Siri, right? I, I mean, can't. Even, it's, I can't with your it's voice. Like I'm watching it, like a I know I'm, I'm loop. I know I'm freaking. I know I freak people out now. No, no it's really, no, uh, you don't. It's cool. Okay. Do you have okay. like a? Do you have a like in the wild in your real life? I don't know what you if you have kids, if you're married, if you're single, if you date, but like, do people close their eyes and say, "Talk to me"? Yeah, I get. Um, yeah, I know. I feel bad for my husband. That's for sure. I'm sure because he hears my voice constantly. But that's what you sound like in real life. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of upper inflection. It's a lot of upper inflection. So it all depends. But it is. I don't so know. Nice the, to the, see you, honey. I know. I don't always talk like this. But when I do, <laughs> you hear it. But most uh, of these, if you'll notice, most of the text-to-speech options, and no, I don't know everybody who does it, but like there's one for Instagram and there's others for all kinds of different platforms. And there's going to be more and more of them. But a lot of them are very monotone. And so they mm. record very monotone. Siri right. is one of them. Alexa is mm. one of them. So I think that the thing about me that, that strikes people as different is, is I mean, I don't know, I was called all, kind of, all kinds of names in the books when the voice first went live, which is fine. But I think it is so different because it is more of a peppy voice. Well, you're so upbeat. You're upbeat with today's hits. <laughs> I love everything, everything, everything does, even when yeah. you talk, it does go up. It does. Well, that would make our Tuesday better. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is how our Tuesday should be. What's so nice to meet you. Now, what's next? So TikTok today, what are you looking forward to? What's on the horizon? Oh, you know what? Ever since I let the world know, and I mean, I've known for a while, but but I was contemplating actually whether or not to say anything. And I thought, you know, this could go either way. People might hate me. I don't know. But ever since then, I'll say that there's been like some opportunity. And it, well, I would count this as one of them being on on air with with all of you lovely people with, with Tanya and Sisney and Ryan. Like that's a, that's pretty cool for me. I'm a radio girl, first and oh, foremost. So, you know, we this got Callan, the voice of TikTok. Listen, we have radio stations around the country. So whenever you want to uh, change inflection, you just reach out and let us know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't be too distracting, would I? No. No, not no at all. Way. It's so nice to meet so you. Good. And Tanya's, she can't believe there's a human being there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, blown away. it's really like blowing my mind that you are, like I'm looking at you as a person speaking and it just sounds like it's so, I don't know how to explain it. It's a very weird feeling I have. Well, you have a it's gift. It's different. No, thank you. You really <laughs> thank do. You. Congratulations. I, thank you. I, I do have fun with it. It's been, it's been a blast. Nice to meet you, Kat. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me again, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 So I I don't know what I can ask Kenneth, but I guess she doesn't have to read every word. Must be AI. I'm like in shock. <laughs> I could tell y'all. I've not seen even when we had Harry Styles on. You guys well, didn't have that. I look. mean, then <laughs> it's a different kind of shock. I'm also curious if they like pay her like a lump sum for the gig, or if it's like every time somebody uses your voice, do you get paid I don't, for it? It's like, like per syllable. Could you imagine every right? TikTok with her voice? <laughs> All right, guys, put it down. I might dress as Cat well, Callahan for Halloween next year. Well, I geeked out that she said my name right. I was like, oh, my Sissy. gosh. Yeah. With enough deep variety. I know. Great job, Cat. Oh, you handled that so well. <laughs> I freaked them out.
<laughs> I freaked them out. Who was the girl it's that didn't want to look at you because she heard your voice Bo- and didn't want to see a voice to the I think both of them. Um, it's Sissini and Tanya who are fu- who are just fantastic broadcasters. They're so much fun. Um, we're both kind of like weirded out by it, I think. But they said it was cool. I love the end of that because so I signed off as you heard that I was I was gone from the interview and the three of them started talking. So I had no idea that that happened until I had left. I didn't know that they were still talking about me after the fact. So when they sent me the interview. Uh, and they had released the interview as well. And, and someone's like, oh, I love at the end how, you know, Sissini sh- said she loved that you said her name right. I love that Ryan said he wants to go dress as Cat Callahan for Halloween. And I'm like, when did they say that? And I didn't even realize that the interview, that last portion of the interview when I was off the air, they were still talking about me. So that part was kind of cool because it kind of got like a, a an inside look into like, what did you guys think? Were you weirded out? But the fact that Ryan said that they were kind of just as excited as when they chatted with, you know, a big celebrity, I thought that was cool. But again, it is one of those weird factors for a lot of people. Like they mentioned, there are people who think that there are no people behind these things. They're just robot, but there has to be a voice in order to capture these things. There's a voice behind all of it. So uh, that that was kind of fun. But it was a it was a great time. And like we mentioned off the top of this podcast, there will be more stuff to come. I've got an interview today, which I'm pretty excited about. I've got interviews all day tomorrow. And eventually, like I said, it will die down. Next week should be semi back to normal. Are we going to try and play most of those here in the pod? Is that how you want to do it? Uh, We definitely can. Yeah, we definitely can do some of it. Yeah. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Earlier this week, our finance minister, Christian Freeland, came out and she was talking about uh, she was trying to be relatable because she says she understands that all of us are dealing with financial hardship right now, or many of us are. You need to make a lot of money to say these interest rates don't bother me. This inflation doesn't bother me. The higher taxes don't bother me. You, you basically got to have fuck you money. Christian Freeland's salary just for being the finance minister is $185,000 a year. Now, it also comes with far less expenses than the rest of us encounter because she flies around on the Challenger jets and she's got a limo and a driver and a whole staff and a place in Ottawa, a place in in Toronto. She she doesn't have the same expenses as us, but she does make $185,000. And I think she thought to be relatable, she would come out and talk to Canadians as a mom and say what she's doing to try and cut down the monthly expenses. And the way she said it, I'm sure you've heard it by now, it came off very tone deaf because she said, I sat my kids down and I said, you know, we don't really watch Disney anymore. You're getting older. I think we have to cancel our Disney Plus subscription. And the way some people took at that was very patronizing. Some people didn't like the finance minister saying, get rid of Disney. Some people didn't like the finance <laughs> minister, someone who makes $185,000 a year that we know of with far less expenses than the rest of us have. Somebody like that saying that, well, if you cut Disney Plus, things will be better. It's also somebody very rich that is telling people who are not so rich, it's time to tighten your belt. And a lot of people feel that the government itself hasn't tightened its belt enough and it's still spending beyond its means. So Christian now, Finance Minister Freeland now, has come out and clarified 
what she meant. Okay. Let's give it she a listen. She didn't need to, my, my opinion, but okay. Okay, and we'll come back to that. But here is Christia Freeland explaining what she means and acknowledging her privilege. Look, I think uh, I want to start by really recognizing that I am a very privileged person, for sure. Uh, like other elected federal leaders, um, I so careful with her words. Oh my god, so measured. A, a really significant salary, and I know that that puts me in a really, really privileged position, and I really recognize that. It is not people like me, people who have my really good fortune, who are struggling the most in Canada today. The people who are struggling in Canada today with today's high prices aren't people like me. They're not federally elected politicians. They are people across the country who earn a low income, who really do find that today's high prices mean they have to make difficult choices about what food to buy, about whether to buy groceries or pull together the money to pay the rent. So I 100% recognize that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, an explanation's fine. What did you think of the Disney Plus comment? Because some found it patronizing. I actually found it very informative. Before you say, I found it very informative because I happen to agree with her. And I don't say that very often anymore. But I don't think you're safe even at $185,000 a year. If that's your whole income and you've got a million plus house in Toronto, which she does, which millions of people do have a home in Toronto... Mm-hmm. Those interest rates going up are chewing away more and more and more of your disposable income. So for anyone to pretend that if you make, say, over $100,000 a year, you're out of the woods, this isn't bothering you, I think is lunacy. And I think that's out of touch. Uh, if Freeland actually did have that conversation with her kids, eh, you know, maybe we should cut out some unnecessary expenses. That's a good conversation that a lot of people are having right now. But no, you're not immune to it just because you make $185,000. Everybody is feeling this crunch right now. It's all in the way that you hear it because if you're in a different scenario, you're going to hear that differently. And I I understand how some people who are like Disney Plus, that was never an option for me before this, before interest rates went up. You know, my family couldn't afford that before this. So I understand from that perspective how you would hear it that way. But for me, Scott, I've had conversations like that similarly with a lot of people that I know. Yeah. It's To me, it was very relatable. Like, yeah, you have to pull the plug on something because you can't have everything. Um, that's one way to do it. There's other ways, too. She just happened to point that out. Like, hey, we had to make a decision because it gives us a little more wiggle room to, for that fun money, you know, that we that we maybe had. We don't have any more. So what do we what do we limit in our household it's more like that's how I heard it um but again it depends where you sit I suppose because I I, I understand if someone's struggling they think well fucking good for you 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 had it to begin with I can't even afford it I can't afford any of them so I I understand that but at the same time she was just I think attempting to be 
give her idea of what it looks like. And for her to even say, because perspective is everything, for her to even say, hey, I make X amount of money and I'm still making cuts. Doesn't that also relate? Aren't you like, okay, she does make a lot of money and even she's making cuts. So she understands what we mean. You know, again, it, it all depends where you sit. I have thought for a long time that whether it's the province or the feds, they don't know what the middle class is anymore. It used to be if you made under 20000 a year or under twenty five or under 35000 a year, you were low income. Middle class came in between thirty five and, say, 80000 a year. You were middle class. If you made over seventy or $80,000 a year, ooh, you were making a high income. Even if that is still the case, because the cost is still so high on everything, you're not rich. There is no more middle class. There's people making mm-hmm. Christian money that are still technically middle class. And they're making cuts. So to me, this is almost a bit of an acknowledgement from the federal government that the federal or the middle class isn't what it once used to be. If you're not making sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year as a household, you're not living in southern Ontario. It can't be done. Not comfortably, not a good quality of life. It's just not affordable in this part of the country right now. The fact that she's making cuts at 185 tells me, okay, maybe she is finally mm-hmm. starting to see the impact of everything that's happened over the last couple of months. I, I heard a really patronizing conversation the other day. Somebody on a talk radio show called in to complain about the cost of living, and the host asked, are you calling on an iPhone? And the person said, yeah. They said, well, you got a $2,000 phone in your pocket, and you're complaining about a Disney Plus subscription. Let's keep in oh, mind. Oh, wow. Okay. This, this is, I don't think that's comparable. Well, right? you know what, though? There's people that will listen to that and think, yeah, you got a $2,000 phone. Yeah. Where's your priorities? Where are you cutting? No, it's not like that. Think again, everyone. This has been coming up since February. They started raising those rates in February, and inflation really started to get out of control at the end of last year. I don't know that those people have gone out and dropped $2,000 in the last month on a phone. These are phones that they already had. And by the way, they're kind of necessary in 2022. Would we all like phones to be a little cheaper? Sure we would. But I mean, that's just an example of people who have patronizing the people who do not. And I was really, really frustrated by that. Anyway. You should have called the inn. I don't know what talk show you're talking about, but I would have called in. One of those shitty stations that's (laughs) undergone a, well, you know. One of those Fuck. shitty stations. It was one of those shitty stations. I would have loved you to hear you. listen to it and just get mad. <laughs> it was terrible, cat. It was terrible. Uh, before we go, somebody won the Powerball in America. Oh, good for them. That's the, insane. The draw was late. The winning ticket was purchased at Joe's Service Center in Altadena, California. A record, when it was all said and done, $2.04 billion. Now, in the U.S., your lottery winnings do get taxed. And if you want to take the lump sum, you do take a lesser amount. This person, before tax, because they're taking the lump sum, is only going to get $976 million. Tax it, they're going to get oh, between no. five fifty and six hundred. million. Oh, they might have to dollars. cut their Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel bad for them at all. In the States, though, their taxes are stupid. Like here in Canada, it is not bad like that at all. No. Uh, but there, it's so bad. So when you put it in that perspective, when it's a jackpot that big, I was reading, too, that the... So for those who don't know how it works, and it's like this here in Canada as well, Whoever sold winning tickets gets a cut of the ticket. And it depends how big it is. If it's only 20000 30000 which I know is big for some people, but 
If it's only that much amount, they get a small amount, right? But they get a percentage, basically, of the winnings. Because this was such a big jackpot, the, the person at the convenience store that owns it, one million bucks. The person at the convenience store that sold that winning Powerball ticket received a check for a million bucks. That's amazing. That's life-changing all on its own. That's pretty cool. There's a couple of places that are really lucky. I, I read this morning about a group of coworkers. There's 33 of them that were so hell-bent on winning this billion dollars, or $2 billion, actually, they each had to kick in 100 bucks for their lottery pool. Okay. And they went to places that have been known to sell winning tickets in the past. There's one, it's like the world's luckiest, I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts or something like right. that. And they went and bought right. tickets there and all over the place. But if you can get 33 people together that each kick in 100 bucks, thousands of dollars worth of tickets gives you a much better chance at winning. I have to think, even though the lottery officials say it doesn't matter, it doesn't increase your odds. Yeah, I would think so too. I I love seeing those stories of groups that go in together. Very cool. But sometimes when it's not big winnings, you know, you're like, hey, a team from, you know, that works at this insurance company bought the ticket. I'm like, good for them. And like the the jackpot was 10,000. And I'm like, oh, you have to spread it out with 12 people. What is like, everybody getting 500 you, bucks? Why are we even publishing this story? Like, that's <laughs> fucking brutal. Like, of all the lotteries to win, that's what you won? Come on. Well, whoever it was that won that money is an instant celebrity if they want to go public with this, right? I mean, sure. Well, they'll be friends with many of them, too. But I feel like you'd be attacked. And, and in the States, you don't have to. Here in Canada, you do. You do have to publish your name and picture there. You don't. I feel like most people opt to not. I wouldn't really want to go public with that. Not Not that kind of money, anyway. Hell no. People coming out of the woodwork, people trying to take advantage of you, people looking you up, snooping through your shit. Trust me, that shit's not fun. Blackmail comes into it. Extortion comes into it. You become a target for a lot of reasons. You're a target. So I don't blame them for wanting to stay anonymous either. In any case, congratulations to that bastard who stole my money. Lucky son of a bitch. (laughs) I have sent so much money down to the States having my son (gasps) buy me tickets. So he did finally find a a self-scanner so he could run through all my tickets because he didn't get it all on one lot or on one page. Mm -hmm. He printed off like 10 individual tickets. Fuck. Okay. (laughs) So now he's got to go and check them all. And we're talking three different Powerballs. He had 25 tickets to check. I won a total. $72 $72 oh, American. Oh, right on. Did you just give it back to him? I told him, you. I said, go get yourself a couple of cases of beer for the weekend. Oh, r- good. And, wow. I would have been like, get yourself some healthy vegetables and, and some <laughs> I told him to let the rest protein. of it ride. Yeah, he, uh, I'm sure groceries would be appreciated, but when it's the weekend and it's so close to exams, I'm sure that beer is going to go a long way. I'm sure. Good luck with your interview today. Thank you so much. I look forward to telling you guys a little bit more on Friday's podcast. Dave is in the middle of a hurricane, so he will not be joining us for that. But I'll fill you in on everything going down tomorrow then. Have a great one. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.